Jumpstart your healthy resolutions with reduced pricing on all my favorite supplements from Thorne. Right now, my entire curated selection of Thorne supplements is 20% off, including Thorne's cutting-edge brain support formula, Cinequel. I've added Cinequel to my personal daily regimen to fight off cognitive decline. Cinequel is rich in the best researched ingredients that help support brain function. Its active ingredients help maintain cellular energy production, encourage a healthy balance of inflammatory cytokines, kinds, provide energy to fuel the nerves, support neurotransmitter production, and protect against oxidative stress. It's available in two strengths, Cinequel for everyday maintenance and Cinequel Plus, which provides higher amounts of specific nutrients for shorter-term support after impact-related head injury. Just go to DearHoffman.com Thorn for 20% off Cinequel, as well as my entire curated selection of Thorn products. That's DearHoffman.com Thorn. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Today we're going to talk about homeopathy, a practice which is controversial because some lack, uh, some uh, challenge the effectiveness of homeopathy. In fact, there's uh, moves to uh, uh, curtail its use, uh, ban some homeopathic products. Uh, today we're going to talk to an expert on homeopathy. She is a classical homeopath, uh, medically trained, because uh, where she is from, India, uh, homeopathic medicine is quite well-respected and acknowledged. She attended a homeopathic medical college, uh, which is a program of rigorous study and training of five and a half years, which includes uh, allopathic medicine, because uh, you actually go into a hospital and see patients and treat them, uh, they're being treated medically, but uh, also uh, in an all of the above approach, uh, homeopathy is often deployed in treating patients in certain parts of India. Uh, and uh, she uh, is also she's uh, in coming to the United States. Uh, she undertook a program of uh, nutrition. Uh, she graduated uh, summa cum laude with a master's degree in human nutrition at the University of Bridgeport, which is a very fine program here in the Northeast uh, and focusing on functional medicine. Uh, she also went on to uh, achieve a CNS, a certified nutrition specialist credential, which is considered a gold standard for advanced nutritional professionals by the board for certification of nutrition specialists and which I should know about since I'm the current chair of that board. Uh, and so she also, uh, in her practice, she incorporates uh, not just homeopathy, uh, but functional nutrition and yoga. Uh, so she, uh, has a, a comprehensive practice. Uh, so without further ado, uh, here's, uh, Vidya. Vidya, it's a pleasure having you on the program. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to be here. Yes. Okay. So, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your training in in classical homeopathy, because uh, you originally uh, got your education in India. You emigrated to the United States. Uh, homeopathy is quite a, a big deal over there, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So, I graduated from a medical college in India, and uh, it is the same training that is given to conventional medical uh, doctors in India. 
so it's the same everything is the same except for the system of medicine uh, where we learn not only allopathy but also homeopathy conventional medicine which is called here in us so uh, we go through a very rigorous study of five and a half years of education and uh, one year of clinical rotation in hospitals and um, post that i started my practice and as a homeopath and also i was working in hospital uh, alongside conventional doctors so it was a beautiful um, collaboration where we used not only but private uh, appropriate they would recommend me to help the person with homeopathic care and uh, that was and during my practice throughout the day i would see at least 35 to 40 patients which was amazing and uh, definitely when i was doing that i uh, i saw all sorts of chronic conditions um from uh, just allergies to even gangrene and decubitus ulcers working with close uh, with the allopathic doctors so we, this created an interest in functional medicine when i came to us i just went for the graduation i uh, took my masters in hum, uh, in human nutrition from university of bridgeport and became a board certified functional nutritionist Indeed, and uh, you currently practice, and I understand that you uh, are involved in uh, a telemedicine practice uh, because since the COVID pandemic, uh, that's what a lot of people did, and, and you just kept on going, and you currently have a practice. Uh, you, you tell us what your website is one once again, please. Yeah, my website is called as Life Force Nourished, and my practice is a unique skill set. It uh, comprises of... Uh, homeopathy functional nutrition and yoga and i bring in all the three uh, practices which i call as the three pillars of health so you also have a bit of a personal journey because you experienced uh, some health challenges which were not met by conventional medicine tell us a little bit about how that uh, uh, kind of took you further in terms of uh, a better understanding of that uh, created some empathy for patients problems. Yeah, in 2011 I was diagnosed with uh, uh hypothyroidism, unspecified hypothyroidism, but this was uh first I was hypothyroid hyperthyroid turned hypothyroidism. But at this time when I was working with the endocrinologist, it was very difficult for me to, you know, get to the nitty-gritties as to why my body is functioning like this, and the doctor said that you need to go for a radioactive therapy where uh my thyroid cells will be this is kind of a treatment where uh the radioactive therapy will destroy all my thyroid cells right. and so, i was being, so you were you you were actually you were diagnosed with graves disease or, or hyperthyroidism thyroid is too active and then that's one of the ways that they can kind of kill off your thyroid uh they can do it sometimes with medication sometimes they remove the thyroid but they can also have you swallow uh uh radioactive iodine that that goes to the thyroid and zaps the thyroid so that can actually uh reduce your thyroid function sometimes you end up uh, dependent on thyroid medication for the rest of your life because it not only takes it in the normal range it takes it uh, below normal yeah absolutely so first i was diagnosed with hyperthyroidism and that is when the doctor suggested me that i uh, should go for radioactive iodine therapy but i being a uh, being a, a homeopathic doctor i was i knew that there was something more to it uh, since my body was reacting this way and uh, i decided to take the you know the the alternative route the natural route and i started working with homeopathy and in the meantime i i was like uh, then i became hypothyroid 
the doctor, when I went back to the endocrinologist, he said that I need to take uh, the Synthroin, which is the, um, the levothyroxine, which is a medication for hypothyroidism. For two months, I did take that, but I knew that still I was not feeling right. I was not feeling the same. My thyroid functions were not coming back to normal. So I started looking into more into functional medicine and I changed my lifestyle along with homeopathic medicines and changing my lifestyle. I saw that I had to, oh, I could overcome these medications and completely become free of, uh, of all, the, uh, all the medications. And my thyroid levels started to improve and now I am completely normal for it's been, uh, it's been like uh, nearly 10 years that uh, I could reverse my thyroid condition. And this is and, an example of an autoimmune condition. And we know uh, from recent studies that many autoimmune conditions are amenable to, especially diet modification, uh, something along the lines of kind of an autoimmune uh, anti-inflammatory diet. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the reason I insisted for uh, antibody tests. Uh, but my antibody test came back normal. So still we were not knowing as to why my thyroid uh, was not functioning well. But thanks to functional medicine, as you are into functional medicine, you know that how there's so much that we can understand through uh, how our body is functioning. It is not just the thyroid is just the cause of something else going on wrong. And when we start fixing those causes, those root causes, our thyroid and each and every cell in our body can get back to the normal and the, they can bring back the homeostasis in their function. It's all about root causes, you know, not just saying, well, you know, we have medicines that can treat the symptoms, but, you know, perhaps uh, looking for uh, triggers and uh, things that can set off uh, problems uh, in the body. So, you know, I think that's the essence of functional medicine. But let's get to some definitions because I think there's some confusion in people's minds. You know, sometimes people think, well, you know, homeopathy, that's like alternative medicine, homeopathy, uh, functional medicine, you know, it's all part of the same thing. You know, alternative, functional, uh, integrative, uh, they use those terms uh, interchangeably. But actually, there's a very strict definition of uh, classical homeopathy. So, so tell us a little bit about that, and maybe the, about the background of classical homeopathy, because it's been around for a while. Yeah, homeopathy is is kind of a two hundred year old system of science. It was founded by Doctor Samuel Hahnemann in the eighteen hundreds, and uh, homeopathy is kind of the powerful healing modality, which can change really change lives. So, homeopathy is a more gentle. Uh, it has a offers a gentler way toward health of the entire individual. So homeopathy, since it is derived from the Greek word similia similibus curenter, that means that like cures like. And in homeopathy, any substance can be used as a remedy because every substance has an ability to produce a set of symptoms when given in a healthy, healthy person. And if this same substance is given to a sick person with a similar set of symptoms, then it can produce a healing response. For example, um, everybody is familiar with onion which is also called as endium sepa and endium whenever we are cutting an onion it produces symptoms like it produces symptoms like watery eyes uh, burning of the eyes runny nose and this same symptoms are very common to be found when a person is suffering from cold allergies or hay fever and this homeopathic remedy is very much uh, a very uh, an example of like cures like so the second principle for homeopathy is minimum dose and so you use very tiny <laughs> tiny doses minuscule doses of, of the substances that uh, potentially could be poisoned I, I understand one of the homeopathic uh, remedies because I studied homeopathy just in passing uh, you know not uh, in depth like you did but one of the, the remedies is uh, arsenicum 
which is arsenic. Now, we don't want to be giving our patients uh, arsenic intentionally, but when you use homeopathic arsenic, it's at a level that is infinitesimal, right? Like almost uh, beyond uh, the laws of physics, right? Yeah. So uh, another law of uh, the principles for homeopathy is minimum dose. So most of the homeopathic remedies that are made, they can be made from any natural substance in the universe. So it could be a herb, mineral, chemical, it could be animal products, healthy tissues, etc., anything. So how homeopathic remedies are made is that they are very, very highly diluted, even beyond Avogadro's number. The dose of homeopathic remedy that is given is so small, so infinitesimal that it is just enough to produce or stimulate the healing response in the body. And it is very much adjusted on the basis of the individual's sensitivity. So therefore, when uh, arsenic is produced, uh, sorry, and when arsenic is administered, so it is, even if you go to Hippocrates or Paracelsus, you'll see that even they used the same principle of similia, where uh, arsenic was also used, when arsenic was given, the toxic effects of it was diarrhea. So when arsenic is used as a homeopathic remedy in the minimum dose, it can help a person if he's suffering from diarrhea. So this is the similia, similibus curenter, like yours, like the principle which is very much applicable. And what's interesting is that in in the modern uh, science of uh, allergy and immunology, uh, we use that principle to a certain extent when we try to desensitize people to, say, dust, mold, pollen, uh, even uh, peanuts, because they're now using oral tolerization for peanuts uh, and patches for peanut allergy, where they give very, very tiny doses, doses that are not uh, designed to elicit uh, a strong immune response, but to sort of tolerize the immune system. So uh, it is it's kind of paradoxical. And on the one hand, uh, modern medicine embraces uh, allergy treatments, uh, but at the same time, uh, poo-poo's homeopathy because it, it says that it doesn't really uh, meet the criteria of uh, uh, settled science. Yeah, this is so true. And uh, but if we look forward, or look back into our history of medicine, even Hippocrates, uh, he had derived the concept of natural healing, nature, which is also another word, physis, a Latin word, is a healer of disease. So when we look into the nature, nature itself has so much to offer to us that uh, and even Hippocrates considered that many pathophysiological phenomena which uh, which are produced in the, in the form of uh, uh, symptoms as fever or skin reductions, they are fundamentally defensive. And Parcelsus at the same time proposed the doctrine of signatures where he used the same remedies with the similar uh, this, uh, the characteristics to help sick individuals. For example, he used iris colored euphrasia for eye diseases. Mm -hmm. So this is very much evident that even in this, we call it as the modern medicine, but there is that same evidence and the same principle still being applied. So, in, but in classical homeopathy, I think a lot of people are familiar with homeopathy as, you know, they go to uh, the health food store or something and they see something on the shelves. It's like a homeopathic cold and flu remedy. And then they look at the ingredients and it's a lot of different things kind of mixed together uh, in diluted amounts. Uh, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, and uh, classical homeopathy is quite different. It, it seems to me that you, you sit down with a patient, you spend an enormous amount of time asking them all kinds of questions because, you know, uh, for example, somebody who has uh, a headache, uh, there may be so many different types of headaches and that it's not a matter of uh, the headache uh, 
that you have, it's who has the headache, you know, and what's the characteristic of the patient with the headache, right? Yes. So, uh, in homeopathy, yeah, as you mentioned, the cold and the cough, uh, these remedies, these, uh, the combination uh, remedies which are available over the counter, they are good, but they, they do not help you with individualization. They do not apply to the principle of individualization, which is the key principle in homeopathy when it comes to when we speak about classical homeopathy. So you here it is a mixture of remedies, which if the person has a, it, if the remedy, one of the remedies or any of those remedies match the symptoms of the person, he might feel better. But if that doesn't match with the symptoms, set of symptoms of the person who is consuming those uh, that remedy might not feel better. So this is again a hit or miss thing. But classical homeopathy is very, very different. It ha- it follows all the principles of the homeopathy in, in a way to understand the person, to understand the individualization. And this is where it is different. So if I give you an example of two people coming to me with cold and cough, it would be very different an approach for me. I would not give the same remedy to the other person just because he's coming with a cough right. and cold. Right, which is very I different would, from Western medicine. Medicine, uh, Western medicine focuses on the symptom, and so you could say, "Well, this is a cough remedy," and you, you can, you know, uh, or this is a remedy for, you know, any number of diseases, rheumatoid arthritis, or this is a remedy for uh, COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, and it's it doesn't matter who has it. Uh, in homeopathy, they kind of take a different approach. It's like uh, focusing on the patient, the patient's individual characteristics, and uh, slicing and dicing and subtyping the, the the types of symptoms. So, if it's a respiratory symptom, is it you know is your throat uh, you know hot and red, or is your are you producing a lot of phlegm, or are you uh, wheezing, or you know any? It, there's a lot of nuance to it, right? Yes, absolutely. As I mentioned, even if I have three people with the same diagnosis, if they come to me, I'm going to take a very unique approach there. I'm going to ask that person, going to the deeper perspective, understanding how is that symptom different for him? What is that peculiar rare thing that is unique to that symptom? Each and every symptom, I'm going to be, as you said, slicing and dicing them, asking him, okay, if you're having a cold, what makes it better? The person might say that, you know, if I have to, I, even though it is winter outside, it is you know, negative temperatures, I feel better when I stand out there and breathe that cold air. The other person will say that, oh, I hate to go out and want to be, I want to be warm. I will increase the temperature. Or the mm-hmm. other person might say that, you know, um, if there were two heartburn patients, then the person will say that I'm better by drinking cold water. But the other person will say that, no, I, even though I have burning, I want hot water. That makes me better. So here... Even for the two patients with the heartburn, I'm not going to give them antacids, but I'm going to be giving them two different remedies which are more appropriate to them, more individualized to them. It, it so is very is, labor intensive, actually, because the the, in, the homeopathic intake uh, lasts a lot longer. It's not as easy to peg patients and you know put them into uh, you know convenient category. Uh, because you're going to interact uh, in, in depth with the patient because you're actually, you may ask for some of the psychological ramifications of the condition as well as, you know, what are some of the physical characteristics of the condition? Yes, homeopathy is very different, um, unlike the conventional medicine, because it takes a very de- deeper perspective. So here we lo- want to understand the person as a whole, understanding the mental, emotional, and the physical symptoms. 
because everything is connected so psych- uh, understanding the psychosomatic picture of a person is of of vital importance how the when, uh, how the person presents himself and how he responds to how he expresses how he absorbs things each and every aspect is very very important the mind body connection is huge a person if uh, suppose he is expecting i'll give you an example like when people uh, come to me for uh, for hypertension i i just don't look at their uh, clinical parameters or just like the, the their blood works but i want to know or just the uh, the word the diagnosis that they are suffering with hypertension but i want to know what went wrong what was going i will go back into their life understanding their life events was it, was there something going on with that person was there a stressful event the person might say that i was expecting a promotion and uh, the someone else was promoted and he was jealous and what was that jealousy like so we need to understand more in perspective to the psychosomatic effect of that event and which led to this chronic condition of hypertension so this is the very very important step here which differentiates homeopathy and what is homeopathy excel at i mean is it uh, virtually helpful for any condition or uh, does it excel with certain conditions so an example might be you know if someone has a stage 4 lung cancer uh, should they issue conventional uh, treatment uh, and come to a homeopath is there a possibility that that has uh, some potential for help or should they is homeopathy more helpful for you know chronic conditions maybe even serious chronic conditions but conditions for which conventional treatment is not uh, that uh, successful Yeah to talk about how a person should definitely there is homeopathy which is very very uh, helpful in a variety of conditions and when talking about lung cancer definitely there are uh, things that we would uh, keep in mind where where the what is the stage of that person where he is and how but there are homeopathic remedies definitely not talking about cure or healing or anything but how we can help him on a palliative level mm-hmm. so that become a palliative care unlike other chronic conditions where homeopathy can be more than um, like you know more than just a management or a proact like taking a proactive step there for example uh, if we talk about autoimmune conditions as you mentioned rheumatism lupus systemic sclerosis there is a better chance that we can help them even reverse or uh, live a very healthy life improving their quality of life and even helping them even reverse from there and uh, going to remission and live a beautiful life for many years not uh, you know suffering from those you know on and off effects of those medications even my patients have been able to come out of those uh, uh, medications for uh, which they have been taking for a long time so every case is very very individualized we have to understand what is appropriate for them at that moment of time not just that you know just because i wouldn't be saying that homeopathy is the best like you know it will be the best even for a lung cancer patient but here we have to see how we can help him just improve what is the stage of that patient there going on with him and for what i uh, remember from my study of homeopathy that uh, there were some issues about compatibility with with medication so for example maybe you're taking uh, high dose steroids you know is is homeopathic medicine going to work because it's sort of a subtle medicine and uh, it might be that the effects of a, a strong suppressive conventional drug might uh mask its its benefits or completely overwhelm them no uh, i have been working with many um 
a patient who have been taking these uh, medications for a long time. But uh, definitely one thing is for sure that we do not stop them. But at the same time, ask them to take the homeopathic remedies, help them with them. And as they start to improve, the the doctors definitely we have seen them the doctors have weaned them off of those medications it just happened yesterday uh, i had this patient who is coming to me for a long time and uh, who has been suffering from thyroid uh, for a post radioactive partial thyroidectomy and uh, it was being done in 1998 and he lost 30 lbs and uh, his doctor when he went for his annual blood work doctor said that your thyroid is functioning so well and he reduced his medications by uh, from 123 to 88 micrograms mm-hmm. and other day he came to me and he was saying that my uh, my physician has reduced my diuretics now so this is a possibility when uh, we all know that when our body uh, it gets all the correct tools and environments everything starts to work in place our body wants to regain its health it starts to uh, like you know blossom into a very beautiful way and this is how we see and the doctors automatically they cut down their on their doses or if possible they will take away those medications for them um, many a times it happens in diabetic patients we have seen uh, the blood sugar you know, levels becoming normal and the medications being reduced or even discontinued so and and just keep in mind for our listeners, uh, 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 Vidya works uh, in the capacity of a of a uh, master's degree uh, nutrition specialist, a certified nutrition specialist. Uh, that's her uh, official credential. So you apply functional medicine and you apply homeopathy, but with uh, notwithstanding the fact that you have a medical credential from India, uh, you work with uh, uh, medical doctors in the in the U.S. Uh, alongside uh, uh, in the treatment of your patients, so so that uh, it's adjunctive care and not uh, primary care. Uh, your practice is at uh, lifeforcenourished.com. That's the website, and people can learn about it. Uh, I have a whole lot more questions for you, so uh, stay tuned because our listeners know we divide our podcast into two parts. And in part two, we'll talk a little bit more about uh homeopathy and and enter into the controversy over homeopathy because uh powers that be uh some of them would like to see homeopathy uh, completely uh, banished from the scene it is said to be unscientific we'll apply we'll tackle that issue in part two i'm dr ronald hoffman and this is the intelligent medicine podcast